Greetings, fellow traveler. I come before you to give the powerful, funny entertainment for several minutes. Join me, and I shall regale you with tales of lore and adventure. <laughs> I, I, I hated that introduction so much. <laughs> what am I doing? Hi, everybody. It's your buddy, Paul, and this is Checking In With Chomo, a special food edition of the podcast today. So let's just get right into it. We have some voicemails. Hey, Laura. I know you like to make your way around the kitchen, so if you were to be, say, on the Great British Bake Off, and the Goofy hosts were about to go, ready, set, bake, what would be the thing that you would like to bake if time was not an issue? Uh, what would be the thing I'd like to bake if time was not an issue? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think I'd like to make homemade cinnamon rolls. I have not made homemade cinnamon rolls yet, but like the the kind that are like, you have to let them rise overnight. All the cinnamon rolls that I've ever made have come from a can, which is not the same thing. What else would I like to make? Um, I, you know, I'd like to make more bread. Like some really good, like, oh, what's that Italian bread that, uh, is it called panettone? Panettone? Sounds like a shampoo. That big, big Italian bread. That's what I would want to make. My personal thing, I would like to make French macarons, not to be confused with macarons. Or I'd like to make my own cream puffs so I could make pan because I like to say pan because it sounds fancy. <laughs> and one more question. Yes. Have you ever had a major fail in the kitchen and, like, you know, had to say, sorry, family, we're going to have to eat out and get pizza tonight or something? Okay, I've rambled enough. Bye. I haven't had too many kitchen failures. Um, there was one time where I made... Like, we got this really fancy little Asian five-spice powder. I don't know what five spices are in it. So I, like, sautéed some carrots in, and I sprinkled some of that five-spice powder in the carrots. And my wife was like, never make that again. <laughs> I don't think I've ever ruined anything to the point where we had to, like, order a pizza or get Chinese. Um, I think there was one time we had a, a chili cook-off. My brother and his wife, brother-in-law and his wife, hosted a chili cook-off. I think it was for Super Bowl Sunday one year. And it was fun, and everybody brought over chili. And I brought over my chili. And I I like spicy foods, and I think chili should be spicy. And I put a little bit of, uh, I think it was like chipotle pepper and adobo sauce into the chili. Not much. I didn't empty the whole can into it, but I... I took a nice fat chipotle pepper out of it and I put it in there, put a little bit of the adobo sauce in there and it had a little kick to it and brought it over. And there was one guy in particular who was eating this chili and just dying like a big dramatic Shakespearean death. 
Oh my god. Oh. Oh, this chili is so hot. How do you... How can... How can you even eat this chili? It's so hot. Oh my god. How is it so hot? Who made this chili? It's so hot. Oh. Like, calm down. It, it, it like, is there... Is there an EpiPen for chili? Oh, so, oh my god. Oh. Let me get you a big glass of milk and like just I'll I'll throw a little testosterone in there for you, buddy. Have you never had anything spicy in your life? Do you do you have the palate of a two-month-old baby? Oh, oh god. Oh my god, I'm sweating. That's about as close to ruining something as I've ever come. <laughs> he lived, by the way. He's still alive. And, uh, yeah, probably, probably has never had chili again. Probably completely destroyed his toilet. And he's probably just living on baby food now for, for the fear of running into something that spicy again. And it was not that spicy. It really, like, I put hot sauce in anything, and it was fine. And there was chilies that were just as spicy as that one. So, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Holy oh, chilies. Oh. All right, next message. Paul, it's Samantha. Hi, I Samantha. I if you'll ever be doing a episode of Paul Eats Weird Things on your podcast. I enjoy your videos that you put on Facebook, but I'd love to have a segment on your podcast of Paul Eats Weird Things. Love the podcast. Bye. Thanks, Samantha. Um, yeah, Paul Eats Weird Things. I did a thing last May for the live stream for The Cure, which raised money for cancer awareness and research. And I ate, uh, let me think what I ate. I ate ants, mealworms, scorpions, and tarantulas. And I did that for charity, and I did that on video, and you can see it on YouTube. And that was not fun. <laughs> At the time, I, I had allergies, and I had asthma, and the bugs were just so dry that it just aggravated all of that. And so what you did not see on the video is afterwards when I was in the bathroom, I didn't throw up, but I coughed so much and so hard I, I nearly passed out. Like it was really, really bad. And then I ate scorpions again for my private little Facebook group on on, uh, on Facebook, the Barbara's Discussion Group. And that was a lot of fun. And that was, that was, that was, that was fun. That was fun. Even though the scorpion sting did legitimately like sting my tongue turns out if you get edible scorpions they don't de-sting them so you kind of just have to eat them at your own risk but yeah I will I would love to eat weird things again I don't know if it'll be insects I think it'll probably be some sort of tinned fish we have some pretty good uh, Asian groceries here and I think I can get some pretty weird tinned fish. I'll eat just about anything. I will not eat octopus because they are smarter than me and I refuse to eat anything that is smarter than me. I will not eat surf strumming 
And if you don't know what that is, you look it up on YouTube. It's a it's a canned fermented fish that comes from Sweden. It's actually, I think it's against the law to open the can, like on public transportation, because it smells that bad. But there are plenty of videos that you can watch where people try surstroming, and of course they gag and, and vomit and, and the whole thing. And I, as you know from prior episodes of this little experiment, I do not do well with smell. So that's a guaranteed vomit, and I don't like vomiting. So, and then anything with, like, blood. Anything that has blood as an ingredient or is bloody, I won't eat that. But anything else is fair game, and I probably will do some sort of tinned, tinned fish, I think. And I'll put it on video and everybody can watch me make faces and eat gross things, because that's people seem to really love that. And I love doing it, honestly. It's, um, I enjoy entertaining. That's why I'm talking to you right now. Let's listen to our next message. Hey, Paul, this is Chris from Play Comics. Hey, Chris. Even this message on Tuesday, you know what Tuesday means to me. They mean tacos and stuff. Tacos. Also, I just wanted to thank you for making this little wonderful insight into your life, and it has been very good to have you either on my drive into work in the morning or on the drive home, or some days both, because I don't know how time works out. Um, but, yes, it's Tuesday. Thank you. George, tell somebody how much they mean to you. So you're probably not going to have this on an episode that comes out on Tuesday. Any day could be Tuesday. Also, eat more tacos. I agree. Eat more tacos. Chris, from Play Comics, thank you so much. That was a lovely message, and I could not agree more. And we just had tacos last night. They were really good. My wife made chicken and pinto bean tacos. They were terrific. Great. So thanks, everybody, for your voicemails. Let me see if I can find the voicemail number. I am one, Once again, I am woefully unprepared. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this into my my show notes right now so that I don't forget it. Oh, Paul never has the Paul never has the voicemail number ready. I don't know about this show. How come he can never remember the the voicemail number? Here it is. 941-315-6985 to call the voicemail and leave a question or a comment or whatever you want to. I will be happy to talk about it. That number again is... Is... I lost it. <laughs> 941-315-6985 I'm going to have to put that in a little, like, generator to see if that actually spells out a word. 3156985. That'd be cool. So, yeah. Call the hotline and, uh, yeah. We'll talk. All right. Today's question, since we're continuing on the food thing, comes from Louisa. Her question is, cooking for nourishment or pleasure? I think for mum, cooking for four kids was a daily chore. On weekends, dad would cook to relax, fish for, and get compliments. I enjoy cooking for others and enjoying food with them. My husband cooks most nights. The daily dinner is more of a chore, and that's just for us too. I always remember mom and making a, and make a point of thanking him. I didn't understand that. 
Oh, she remembers her mother cooking and that it was a chore, and so she thanks her husband. That's nice. Do that. Yeah, that's good. Some of my favorite moments have been around a table, ours, grands, mom and dads, and friends. How do you see mealtimes a source of comfort or mere nourishment intake? I love mealtimes, and since the kids were little, we have always had a rule of having one meal, at least one meal, together every every day, and usually that meal is dinner. And even though they are in their 20s now, as so many, as what happens with so many families where like the kids are in their 20s and they have their jobs and their lives and stuff, and you just, you leave the the food out on the stove and everybody just kind of, kind of just comes in and grabs a, a plate or a dish whenever they, whenever they can, we still do have a lot of dinners together in the evening. And that's been really, really nice. And I will, I will always treasure that. That, that's, that's something I, I will always appreciate having while it lasts. Um, as far as cooking, I love cooking. I love cooking. I love baking. Um, you know, some parents let their kids have a drum kit in the house. My parents trusted me with an appliance that could set the entire house on fire when they weren't around. I think the first thing I ever cooked was some canned spinach on the stove, and I think I was about seven or eight years old. And for canned spinach, it was great because I made it and I applied heat to it and I put salt on it and it was delicious. And so ever since then, I have been cooking and baking and not just like microwaving stuff, but or making craft mac and cheese, but like really using ingredients and recipes and, and cooking stuff. And I love it. I, I grew up watching cooking shows on PBS um, when my mom would work and teach piano and my dad was home. He would cook dinner quite often and I would watch him and I would sometimes help him. And, and I learned a lot from him as far as cooking. And uh, I try to cook, I try to cook about once a week here at the house. I'd, I like to cook at least one time on the weekend. It's hard for me to cook during the week because I'm doing podcasting things or I'm just bone tired from work and, and I don't get to do it. But definitely on Saturday or Sunday night, I do try to make a nice dinner for the family. Uh, we have an instant pot, which is great. Uh, I love grilling. You know, I, I can, I love making pancakes in the morning for breakfast once in a while. I have a really good, like a spice rubbed leg of lamb that I, I grill up a couple times a year. That's like a really special meal when I get the leg of lamb and, and grill it. Everybody likes that. And gosh, it just like some guys have their garage where they work on their car or they, they, you know, build a table or something and I have my kitchen and I like I like making food I like making things that also give me a real challenge like like one thing is creme brulee like I wanted to make creme brulee because of the challenge of it because it was a hard thing to make and I wanted to see if I could make it well and I did I pulled it off I pulled it off once and then I didn't pull it off so well the second time but it still tasted good and that's the nice thing about baking like that, I like baking because you can really mess something up but ultimately you've only you've only messed up like cheap ingredients like flour and sugar and vanilla and maybe a couple of eggs whereas if you're cooking and you know you've 
spent a lot of money on a steak or a piece of tuna and you've messed that up, you know, that's that's kind of terrible. So, yeah, I, I, I like I like both. When it comes to cooking, I'm rambling. When it comes to cooking, I, I tend to stick with recipes. Um, and baking, too, I suppose. I'm just, I'm a rambling mess right now. But yeah, mealtimes are great. Uh, I enjoy making food. I enjoy the compliments. I enjoy fishing for and getting the compliments like your dad was. <laughs> it's it's more of a chore during the week, for sure. Because we're all busy and we're all tired. And then, you know, weekend comes around and we can just kind of relax. And, you know, what do you want for dinner? And then everybody kind of agrees and go to the store and get some ingredients and just put some music on in the kitchen and cook a nice dinner, man. That's, that's, that's my jam. That's what I love. And that'll do it for this episode. I hope I've made you hungry and thanks for checking in. <laughs>